I would say make sure you find Nimhard, but they found him. He's just making plays. Holds off Curry with a left arm, leans in, bank shot from a tough angle. Oh my goodness. Are you kidding me with this guy? This guy's Zeus tonight. Well, the Pacers, led by Andrew Nebhart, go on a 13-4 run, closing the game 112-104. As a game, the Warriors had a lead, but they didn't lead for very long. There were eight lead changes, but every time the Warriors took the lead, the Pacers would come right back and uh, take another one. So it uh, ends up being a, one of the better performances of the year by any guard in this building. And Andrew Nebhart put it together, the rookie from Gonzaga, 13 of 21 from the field, 5 of 7 beyond the arc. He scored 31 without scoring from the free throw line with 13 assists, 8 rebounds, and he had a steal to boot. And his assist to turnover ratio was basically 4 to 1. Uh, wow. Second home loss of the year for Golden State. And without Tyrese Halliburton or Miles Turner or TJ McConnell, we didn't get to see him steal an inbounds pass. Uh, you know, Chris Duarte was also out. Daniel Tice has been out all year in the knee situation. So, uh, you know, you thought it looked like it was going to be one-sided in the Warriors' favor, but it was not. Uh, Indiana came in, and you you were right, Tom. They took this game away, and uh, the Warriors will not go 40-1 at home. The old Celtics? Yes. What was that, 80-81 Celtics? Uh, 85-86 Celtics? Yeah, right in that uh, that range. Yep, yep, yep. Now, Nimhard the Magnificent there you uh, go. came in uh, here and just owned him. And again, when he did it, was as impressive as what he was doing. I mean, the numbers are just 31, 13, and 8 are just phenomenal uh, for anybody, let alone a rookie. But for a rookie to come in here and take all the big shots he did at the end, and it was layups, it was threes, it was deep threes, it was a tough angle bank shot that he made. I mean, he took all the big shots, made all the big shots for him, and was just super impressive. And then, as you mentioned, limited the turnovers, did not uh, get flustered when they trapped him at the end of the game. Just a really impressive performance. And for whatever reason, the Warriors could just never get in sync offensively. They never got – and I'll give uh, – I give the Pacers and Rick Carlisle some credit. He's a very good defensive coach. And I thought the game plan was very good tonight. They they didn't allow a lot of wide-open looks from three. And then when the Warriors did have wide-open looks from three, it was just one of those nights. They couldn't get anything going. Outside of Clay Thompson, they were 5 for 28 from three. Clay was on fire, 8 for 16. The rest of the team, not, uh, decidedly not on fire and they never they never got in that groove every once in a while they'd get in that groove they cut it to one one time like from a nine point lead down to one building was rocking a little bit and then they took the lead and you thought okay here they come paces on the road tired last night young team and they retook the lead and that one block shot remember the block shot where they could have gone up three right he'll hit a three Right. Yep. Lamb came down. Yeah, with, that was the mislib. Yeah, and then yep. he came down, hit the three, and they're up two. And then they went up two to like five to seven. Then it's like, oh, here we go again. They just could never get any traction uh, to get over the hump or get over the hump and extend the lead a little bit. That was one of the few possessions all night where they had a lead and had the ball. 
and had a chance to add to it. They couldn't do it that time, and the Pacers made him pay, and they absolutely earned this victory. Uh, by the way, uh, you know, people are going to go look at this, and they're going to call it, because it's at home, they're going to call it, like, the worst loss of the season and, and everything. I, I am not, I'm uh, because in the 0-5 road trip, there were a couple of games the Warriors lost. They had those games. Yeah. Just basically, the Orlando one comes to mind. Yes. Uh, that one, they just kind of gave it away. I got this one. Indiana did play great. They played. They put together a great game plan, and I thought what showed to me tonight too was that, and maybe this is something to look out for over the course of the year, is that the athleticism of the Pacers gave the Warriors problems. Yeah, and the the length and the athleticism that that team has, and I think that happens to every team where you know your core is a little bit older. Young athletic teams are going to give you problems if they're playing well. Yeah, and it wasn't like. Their defense was bad tonight. It wasn't. They held the Pacers to 18 free throw attempts, 112 points, and 90 field goal attempts. That's not bad. It wasn't the defense they, why they lost this game. It was the inefficiencies on offense. They, they just could not get in gear offensively. And, again, it's one of those nights. How many more times this year are we going to see Steph Curry go 2, or two for 10 from 3, 3 for 17 overall? Maybe once, if that. I would say Max once he just he didn't do that. Uh, Jordan Poole was just okay, and then no one else really pitched in. Draymond uh, one for eight. Uh, Dante was pretty decent, four for seven. Uh, Lamb three for nine, couldn't hit a three zero oh, for four. They just again they just couldn't get any traction, and I give the Pacers some credit for coming up with a nice game plan, trying to stay on the shooters early. And then late they got some looks, couldn't make them. But, yeah, the Pacers did a hell of a job tonight. Well, uh, Pat Boylan, who does a really nice job with Mark Boyle on uh, Pacers Radio, he does their sideline work at home and uh, does some hosting. He fills in sometimes on TV. He uh, came up with this nugget just a moment ago. It's the third 30-point, 10-assist performance by a Pacer rookie in franchise history. Now, this is only in the NBA. I'm pretty sure they haven't gone back and researched the ABA uh, rookies uh, back in, in that time, they might be able to find a couple more. But in the, their NBA history, one was a person back in 1986. 1986. That's a little a little before me. That's Chuck. With Chuck per- oh, you said Chuck Persons. Yeah, it's Chuck Persons. Oh, they said a person. No, I was no, trying no. to think of him. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, let's see. Chuck Persons was back then. You're right. You it did was say Persons. Okay, well, you told me. Yeah, okay. Then the I would have got it. He would have said, of course you got it. I just told you. The other one was 2002. Guard who ended up in the G League as as late as the last lockout. And I did a game in, in um, uh, North Dakota for the Dakota Wizards when, during the lockout. The Wizards. The Wizards. Where did he go to college? Um, I think he went to Iowa, Iowa State maybe. Guard. Guard, uh, geez, uh, Jamal Tinsley? Yeah. Okay. Jamal Tinsley. Wow. Yeah, yeah. okay. That dude was a tough dude, Jamal Tinsley. Yeah. <laughs> he wasn't a guy you wanted to trifle with out there on the uh, on the court. Yeah, I was thinking when you said 30 and 10, I was thinking Reggie, but Reggie didn't pass that much. So Reggie wouldn't have had 10 assists. <laughs> I can't imagine Reggie had 10 assists a bunch of, a bunch of times. Uh, but, yeah, those are, I mean, those are big-time numbers. And you did it. Against the champs. Yeah. I mean, that's – and, and again, I can't overstate this. It was when he did it. 
It was, we need a bucket here. He got it for you. We need another one. He got it for you. We need it to extend the lead now. He'll get you that one, too. Like, he, he was just, he was dynamite in the fourth quarter. It's it's tough no matter if you're a veteran or not coming up with those big shots, and he did it time after time after time. Well, you're not getting on the plane tomorrow, are you? Hell no. <laughs> what time's the plane? I think it's three, I think. I'm okay, sure. I'll be there at four. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oops, missed it. Late for that, too. Sorry. <laughs> My bad. Uh, uh, it's the, uh, the one gamer. Yeah, one gamer to Utah. Utah, and then we get a rematch. Yep. Uh, rematch to the finals. finals. Looking forward yeah, to that. Before, that'll, uh, be that'll be fun. be good. They're, they're playing well. Well, they're playing. Nobody's playing better. I know. And they don't even have Walker back. No, it's really weird. They're... And it's not what, you know, last year all we heard going to the finals was, oh, their defense, their defense, their defense. It was trumpeted from on high. And it was well-deserved, okay? Uh, but this year their defensive numbers are ordinary. Robert Williams hasn't played. Yeah, He's, Williams. I'm yeah, sorry. I said yeah, Walker, my bad. Yeah, Robert Williams. Um, well, hey, that's okay. I, I, I probably would have said Chet Walker, you know. So, so. Well, he makes a massive difference. Yes. I oh, mean, he's, he, he's I mean, an eraser. He's like a black hole at the rim. Everything that comes, he just goes, got it. Marcus Smart should have, should have drilled that <clears throat> award in half and given half of it to him. Yeah. Because, to me, he's the real key to their defense. Yeah, absolutely. But, but the their offense is incredible. Their offense is at a pace. It's it's better numerically and again you can twist the metric yeah. any way you want but but it's better that way than even the warriors offense when kevin durant was here that's the kind of offensive numbers they're putting up it's incredible wow yeah that's stunning yeah well so. i we didn't get to our 103 pointers tonight we may get to it saturday because they're second in the league i think at three point oh, yeah. attempts yeah i mean they they fire them up there at 41 42 uh a clip and it's it's and you know what makes that even more impressive is they're doing it without Williams, and they're doing it the guy had never been a head coach before. Yeah, I mean, I thought it would take him a little more time to kind of grow into this, and there'd be some growing pains. There really hasn't been any growing pains for the Celtics early in the season because they are, I would think, hands down the best team in basketball. I don't think that's even in dispute. No, and you know what? They, and they have the the one thing that the Warriors have yet to find right now, as a team, and that is they have the motivation. They have that yep. chip on their shoulder, and I think that was missing obviously with the Warriors in the first, you know, uh, two weeks of the season. And I, I think they still haven't really found that motivation. I think they will as the year goes along, because you know if the Warriors are good and it's midseason and they start smelling the playoffs, I think that's when you'll see this team really start to rock. But uh, but yeah, we'll see. I have no worries uh, about this team. I mean, they they were a team early last year that people were wondering kind of who they were, and I I said they're they're one of a handful of teams that go win a championship. Then I still feel that way about them. Mm-hmm. You know, you just look at them and say, now do they have some things to smooth out? There's there's no doubt about it. And who knows? Maybe you know, in a couple months they could be active in a trade market and trying to bring somebody in there to help them. Uh, get over the hump, depending on how they're playing at that time of the season. But I think the thing that really makes you feel good about this team is, and not one number of things, Jordan Poole's settled in. Mm -hmm. Draymond Green's playing at the top of his game. Steph Curry's playing at the top of his game. Clay seems to be rounding into form. Now, again, 
is he the, the same guy three or four years ago? No, no one expected him to be. But as long as he is is good, he won't be. I don't think he's ever going to be great on defense again. But good on defense and can hit shots, he's going to be fine. And then yet there's your core. That's your core right there. And then you fill it in uh, after that. So, yeah, I mean, it. it obviously, I, I would say any. But it's followed the Warriors over the last seven or eight years. is a little surprise when you look at their road record. You just never expect that from this team. Last 13 years or so, the, the, I think there's only been three rookies that have put up the numbers that Nemhart put up today. And that is 33 points, 10 or more assists, 8 or more rebounds. One of them was Wardell Stephen Curry back in his rookie year. In a game against the L.A. Clippers, he had 36 points, 13 assists, 10 rebounds. He was 7 of 11 from the three-point line. The starting five that night was Anthony Morrill, C.J. Watson, Curry, Anthony Tolliver, and Andres Biedrich. Wow. <laughs> Off the bench, the only players who uh, played were Roni Turioff, and then Chris Hunter played nine minutes, Devin George played four. Everybody else was hurt or, you know, yeah. hurt. Yeah. <laughs> and the Clippers' starting five was Rasul Butler, Eric Gordon, Chris Kamen, Baron Davis, and Marcus Camby. Wow. what a It's <laughs> a blast from the past right there. Yep. And wow. The only guys who are still in the league are Eric Gordon. DeAndre Jordan came off the bench for them that night. And uh, then Steph, I, be- I believe, would be the only ones that are still playing. Yeah. And uh, so there you go. It's funny you said Chris Kamen. I think of the same thing every time I think of Chris Kamen. Fireworks? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> he's nope. The, he's, for people who don't know, he used to shoot off fireworks yeah. in his backyard all the time. No, I think of Reggie Evans assaulting him. Oh. In the nether regions. Oh, in the little clippers. Yes, he did. Oh, that was a personal <laughs> foul. I was, I was calling that game. Oh, really? Yeah, oh. They, they, it was me and Brent Musburger, and they showed it. I go, God, I think he did. And then I saw replay go, oh, that's an assault. I go, they had to arrest that man. <laughs> I go, hope he's not planning on having kids any longer. That was, that was one of the most rude things I've seen in a oh. basketball court yeah, that, yeah. In, in some time. I never got that. Chris Paul did that a couple times in college. Yeah, it, yeah it's like. Chris, <laughs> <laughs> he says a couple times. <laughs> oh, oh, brother. Anyway. All right, enjoy Salt Lake. Yes, Salt Lake. So that, that, that again, it, it's, it's um, the, the one thing about this game, it's going to put, you know, that game much more into focus for Golden State. They've got to come out and play with, you know, fire and get some purpose going and, not fall behind to a, a team that's going to have belief because, to be honest with you, you know they've they've struggled without Mike Conley. He's the big key for them, but but they still have guys that can score and and young players who were trying to prove themselves in the league, yep. so they could get behind the same type of eight ball uh, that they did tonight, and they can't afford that. No, and then you got a guy like Jordan Clarkson who can go off at any any moment. Oh. I mean, he can be he can be less than efficient, shall we say, uh, most nights, but every once in a while. He'll catch one, and he'll get you 40 on uh, 26, 27 shots. But schedule sets up nicely. You get a day off, game, day off. Yeah. Game. And then. Uh, two days off, I believe, right? Game's Wednesday. You know, instead of a midseason. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, yeah. Instead of a midseason tournament, can we just put together a bunch of guys and have them do one-on-ones? I'd like to see the Buddy Heald, Jordan Clarkson one-on-one game. I wouldn't. No? No. <laughs> Not at all. Why not? No, it doesn't interest me uh, okay. at all. There's, there's nothing about that. Game. But Akron against Buffalo does. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> yes, it does. There's a line on that one. 
I'm sure you could come up with a line on the one on one. They used to do that back in the day. They did oh, at yeah. halftime and stuff I, like that. The I horse was, was the best. Yeah. The horse was the absolute best. Love that. Couldn't beat Maravich. He'd always oh. go to the left hand, or oh. he'd go to the sitting down shot, yeah. bank shot off, oh. off his can. It's like, oh, come on. What are you doing there? If you want to really see something that's just, and I, I invite any uh, b- basketball player, coach, whatever, fan, just go and, and watch. Just Google the um, red on brown ball with Pete Maravich. He yes. does some dribbling and ball handling drills in that. They're just Unbelievable! You watch him over. How, how does he do that? <laughs> like, you know. Well, they're like fifty years ahead of their time. Oh, it's unbelievable! Like now, everybody does ball handling drills, but everybody's got a coach, like a ball handling coach, or they right. they have all these drills now. Like he came up with that, or his dad came up with that. But yeah, those he could ball handle. Like he was, he would be, he was one of those guys. We were talking about this earlier. How greatness translates. Yes, he was great back then. But if he played today, he'd be better. Can oh. you imagine him in this wide open game? Oh. I mean, it'd be incredible watching him in the open court doing some of the stuff he does. He would he would make so much money it would be ridiculous. Oh. oh. It'd be unbelievable. He'd be number one on YouTube at least five times a week. He'd be the number one Twitter hit. He'd just oh. be <laughs> He'd be like a TikTok legend. Did you see the Pete Maravich pass tonight? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it'd be unbelievable. That's All right, good. well let's go. Right, I'll see you. All right. That's Tom Tobert. I'm Tim Roy.